Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fortinsky. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm Jake Fortinsky. I'm joined by my co-host and former Buffalo Bills defensive tackle, Corbin Bryant. And we are joined by Joe Miller today. Joe, how are you doing on this lovely Monday after a massive, massive Buffalo Bills win? Uh, Victory Monday, right? So, no, I'm doing great. Uh, it's uh, I was on my show yesterday, and I was very much just kind of like, you know, what do you talk about when, you, when you're supposed to beat a team by four touchdowns? And you do, and it really wasn't even that close. Uh, so no, this was, uh, this was, uh, they talk about get right games and I don't know if this was a get right game necessarily because of who the jets are. They're not a great football team, but the bills played good. Josh Allen looked good. The run game looked good. The defense looked stellar. I don't know. Corbin Bryant, you played football. Have you ever seen a situation where every member of the defensive starting backfield came away with a turnover, four interceptions and a fumble recovery? I can't pinpoint it, Joe, but I probably have seen it before, but I mean, the one, the one game I can probably pinpoint is probably against the Jets when I was there in 2014 when we were, you know, sacking Michael Vick, put him out of the game. <laughs> um, Geno Smith came back in the game because he got right. bent. Right, right, so right. we had something similar there, but it's something about the Bills. They they just have the, the Jets number these past few years. But, I mean, our secondary is, is fantastic. They all should get nods for the Pro Bowl. I mean, sure. even – I mean – Davis White. I mean, what can you say about the guy? The guy is probably the smallest guy on the field, and he's just putting guys on the ground. I mean, <laughs> Levi Wallace, nobody believes in the guy, but look at him. The man is making play after play out there, and he's one guy that I know on our team that's definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder. For sure. Yeah, for sure. No, it's just, it's, and also it came away. Uh, Mike Haim is the guy that does Bill stats and stuff like that. He said that this was the first time, uh, I think three different running backs scored a touchdown in a Bills game. So, which was, which was very cool. So there's, there's just a lot of stuff about this game to your point, uh, Jake, just to, just to be excited about. So it was fun. For sure. Let's look at the running back situation here because we obviously have all had some concerns throughout the season. You know, Zach Moss maybe hasn't been as good as we hoped. Devin Singletary, maybe not taking that step forward, but you bring in Matt Breida. And although he only had, I believe, three carries, he made an impact in the passing game. And I think that maybe that's our extension of the run game. Maybe that is our run game is getting running backs out in open space because there doesn't seem to be a lot of that success where we're just ground and pound. We know we're not that team. I think we have to accept that. Now, is there a question that Antonio Williams might deserve a shot at this point, just based on the lack of talent we probably have at the running back position? I think there's some questions there. I do want to mention Gabriel Davis because mm. last week we had Carlos Williams on and he nice. was just going to town. He was saying that Gabe Davis is nowhere near as talented as Zay Jones and Zay Jones is more productive and all this nonsense. I'll call it nonsense, but it seems like Gabe Davis heard the episode because he went crazy. Mm. And I know some of it is because of the Cole Beasley injury, but man, oh man, Gabriel Davis, when he gets a chance, you got to mm. appreciate it. Joe, I want to get your opinion on Gabriel Davis and maybe 
could he be our number two next season? Because I feel like there's a decent chance we're not going to have Sanders. There's a decent chance Beasley will retire. If all that happens, how confident are you in a guy like Davis? Well, I think that Beasley has one more year in his contract. I don't see him retiring, but uh, the you know Emmanuel Sanders is on a one-year deal. He's made the statement that he's going to retire if the Bills win the Super Bowl, which I would hate to see that happen because he's been such a, a fun part uh, addition to this football team. Gabe Davis is great. I mean, he's uh, it's it's perplexing as to why he hasn't been as big of a part of the offense as as he has or as he was last season. You know, there's obviously you know Dawson Knox is getting the ball more. They're obviously trying to they're. I'll use the word forcing the football more. Um, clearly, I'm not a former NFL football player, and that's something Corbin Bryant, you guys have probably talked a lot about it, as I've talked it a lot a lot about it with John Fina uh, on the Off Tackle Show. Um, you know, Gabe Davis is solid. The kid is clutch. Uh, he, he works the sideline as good as anybody in the NFL. I think that's a horrible comp. Like, I don't know. I love Carlos Williams, and I love his takes. I don't know why he would ever – even comp Zay Jones to, to Gabe Davis. I mean, Zay Jones is getting more touches this year, but he's also in what his fifth year, sixth year. I mean, Gabe Davis is a second year wide receiver behind Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, like the guys it's, it's not even a fair competition as far as that goes, but to be a number two, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what his role is going to be. You know, we still have Marquez Stevenson who hasn't even seen the field yet this season, who has the ability to separate, go deep, which the bills like guys that can stretch the field. Gabe is a great possession receiver, sure-handed possession receiver that, you know, when, when you're talking about jump balls, contested catches, and, you know, ball, basically what we haven't had on this team since probably Eric Molds left. We just haven't had that guy that can muscle out a cornerback and bottle a ball behind his back and pull it down before it goes out of bounds, which is what we saw in this football game against the Jets. So I'd like to see him get a chance. And, oh, by the way, we still have Isaiah Hodgins, who hasn't seen the field, who is a guy that, you know, this team, the staff, and like the reporters have raved about in preseason, like in the preseason, not the preseason, but, you know, in training camp and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how it works out for Gabe. I'm excited to have him on this team. We'll see. I mean, he's potentially going to get his shot at being a number two next year, right? But there'll be some competition there, I'm sure. Now, Joe, what, a lot of people continue to talk about the Bills' mm. lack of depth, whatever, on, on, on defense. Mm. But you have guys like, Harrison Phillips, you know, I'm a defensive line guy. I watched mm. him the whole wrecking shop. You see AJ Klein stepping in for Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is a stub, but AJ Klein came in and you see no drop off. What do you have to say about the strength of the Bills' depth on defense? I don't know that it's as much of a problem as we think it is. You know, we talked about Levi Wallace at the top, and, you know, Levi Wallace has, has gotten, even from me, some criticism, uh, a fair amount of criticism. Uh, and I've come to the conclusion that I feel like Levi Wallace is doing what the bills are asking him to do. So I don't think they're asking him to be Tredavious white. I don't think they're asking him to be terror and Johnson. I think they're asking him to keep everything in front of him. Right. So do what he can and make the tackle. If his guy catches the football, which is what he does. Now, yesterday he stepped in front of a ball, made a great read and, and came away with the ball. So even when you look at like our defensive backfield, I don't know that we're necessarily not deep. I, you know, when you look at a guy like Cam Lewis, some of the other guys we have Jaquan Johnson, I think it's a great guy like DeMar Hamlin. I don't think the Bills necessarily – Jaquan Johnson came in the game for the one play that Micah Hyde went out and, like, laid a hit on the dude that uh, the ball carried. I think it was Michael Carter or somebody like that. Um, you know, it's hard to have a conversation or an argument that the Bills aren't deep in certain positions linebacker when A.J. Klein comes in and plays lights out. I mean, it's like, well, nope, that means we are deep. Isn't that, what, isn't that kind of the definition? You know, we haven't seen a lot of Andre Davis and – 
and Tyrell Dotson and stuff like that, but uh, they've got players and you can't, I mean, the bills are the, the definition of depth at the off at the defensive line, the way they rotate those guys. I'd like to see them get more pressure on the defensive line, but for all intents and purposes, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's, I don't know who's making that argument and I don't know how they can, if that makes sense. Where we're missing some depth is the offensive line. However, Spencer Brown comes back and everything seems to fall into place. This is a guy who we hoped was going to play maybe as a swing tackle down the road, but he's come in and he's pretty much solidified himself as a starting right tackle in this NFL. Right. Right. And you got to love what he's doing. And of course, Cody Ford, you know, they didn't play him this past week and everything was a lot better. But it's unbelievable what we're seeing from Spencer Brown. He just looks so confident. And obviously Dawkins has had a bit of a slow start to the season, but it just seems like when Brown comes in, he sort of shores up that entire right side. Darrell Williams is all of a sudden really comfortable at guard where he wasn't looking so comfortable at right tackle. So that's another thing to keep an eye on because obviously if Spencer Brown were to go down again, we are in that same situation that we were in just two weeks ago against Mm -hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. We want to put that aside. We want to forget about that loss. I want to turn our heads now to the upcoming game because the bills have a massive game against the Indianapolis Colts. I believe the bills are the better team. However, I don't think it's the greatest matchup for the bills. I think Mm. the Colts are a really good team. I think they have a solid defense. They obviously have a really good run game and Mm. they have Carson Wentz, who's seemed to be getting better every single week. I want to get your take, Joe, of what we should expect in this game And maybe what do the Bills need to do to make sure they come away with a win against a team that's probably still fighting for a legitimate chance to make the playoffs? Every Saturday night, I do a show for Buffalo Rumblings called The Time to Shine, which is a live YouTube show. We make predictions. Outside of Brian Van's like calling the 35 to nothing game against the Dolphins, we haven't been right. What do I expect? I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect. The NFL has been drunk this season. As far as like I said about four, five, six weeks ago, you know, that there's a top echelon of teams. The Bills, you know, obviously was in that was in that mix and some other teams that were like, you know, these are like, I think, I think at the Chargers there and a couple others. And then it was like everybody else. And then there was just a lot of trash teams. And lo and behold, all the trash teams have beaten all the elite teams. I don't know what to expect. You know, I think I think this I think that Colts team is better with Carson Wentz, Wentz than Phillip Rivers. I think he, I think people kicked dirt on Carson Wentz a little bit too early. I said that a couple of weeks ago when they played on primetime against the Jets. You know, I'm afraid of Naheem, Naheem Hines, and I'll be honest with you, if there's a free agent guy to go after for me, that's the dude I want on my football team next year, unless they draft a guy, obviously, or maybe they draft a guy and get Naheem Hines. But they're a good football team. You said it. Their, their offensive line is good. Their, their defense is really good. Jonathan Taylor is on that football team. Uh, I think that uh, 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 T.Y. Hilton's back, right? So T.Y. Hilton is, is, is playing, and Carson Wentz is looking like he looked when, when Frank Reich had him in Philly, when he was playing very, very well. So you've got to – you really got to – it says a lot about Frank Reich to take that chance, knowing what he had in Carson Wentz in Philadelphia when he had him playing well. Carson Wentz goes completely in the tank. They, they draft a different guy. They move him out of the lineup, and then all of a sudden he's gone. And Frank Reich's like, I can get him to play well. I know what, I know exactly how to scheme him. And he brings him in, and sure enough, to your point, Jake, he's playing better almost every single week. It's going to be a tough football team. 
uh, to beat. It's going to be a tough football game. The question is going to be, are we looking at a Buffalo Bills team that rises and falls to the level of their talent? Until this Jets game, they kind of have been. So you kind of hope they do. You kind of hope that they, you know, they see what's in front of them and they see this Colts team as formidable and difficult to play and they bring their best because the Colts are going to bring their best against the Bills for sure. And to break it down even further, this game is going to be an old-fashioned bloodbath. The Colts are a team that are, you know, just scraping at the playoffs right now. I think they're right now on the outside looking in. If they lose one or two more games, they they could be out of it mm-hmm. at this. So you you got you're going to have a big physical battle up front with Quentin Nelson, mm-hmm. who I've said before. There are a lot of players in the NFL. There are not a lot of goal-jacking players in the NFL. Quentin right. Nelson. Gold jacket player. He'll be on Hall of Fame after his 15-year career. So we're going to have to play physical against him on the defensive side of the ball. DeForest Buckner, he, he has always been a problem since he's been in the NFL. So we're going to have to <laughs> firm it up on the offensive line for real. So I'm sure they're going to be definitely pinpointing him in tomorrow's meeting or what's it, Wednesday's, Wednesday morning's, Wednesday morning's meeting. And their secondary is playing well. And they're also plus 11 right behind the bills in the turnovers so this what the fans should look for in this game it's going to be a physical tough game it's going to be close but we're, we're going to see whoever whoever's the tougher team is going to win this game yeah I, I i'm excited to see if the bills come back to so much of what we saw against the jets was a return to 2020 a lot of misdirection lot, you know obviously the speed thing helps with mckenzie and then obviously you know, you can speak to a Corbin as far as having a back back there that you know is faster than everybody on the defense. You know, does that make you like perk your head up a little bit? Oh, this is different. This isn't the two slow guys that are kind of twitchy. This guy is really quick. We got to be careful. But the misdirection thing was big for me. And seeing Josh Allen had moments in that game where he looked like 2020 Josh Allen. Some of the longer intermediate throws that he was th- like throwing on a dart to include the one that was an interception. It was a tip ball. Like a lot of those tight window, hard throws were, you know, down the field, 15, 20 yards. That's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, Jake, you said a second ago that, you know, maybe that's what, you know, how they kind of produce a ground game is by going to the screen. Well, the bills aren't a good screen team. They got, they just, they're just not a good screen team. You know, Cole Beasley is that answer. Now Cole Beasley has been battling a couple, like a rib issue the last couple of weeks, but when Cole is getting worked in that one yard, two yard, three yard area, like that's when everything on the defense opens up for the bills. I want to see that with that misdirection, with that use of the speed, with that a little bit of trickery. Uh, I just, it's been confusing for me, you know, to see, kind of figure out who the bills are trying to be this year. And I think my fear is, and I said this on my show last night, is that the bills came are going to come away from this game going, that's right. That's who we want to be. And that's who we are. And it's like, no, that was the jets. Like let's, 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 let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like that was still the jets, even though they have a good defensive line. Quentin Williams is a great defensive player. Like they got great CJ Mosley is on that defense. They got great guys on that defense, but let's not, you know, be like, you know, let's like pretend that somehow we're a a super big ground and pound team yet. We need it. I want to be efficient on the run. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle in the trenches. It's gonna absolutely be a battle in the trenches. And I was at that game last year against the Colts. And the biggest problem I saw in that game was the Bills drive starts. That playoff game against the Colts, the Bills drive starts, almost all of them were like inside the the, the Bills own, own 20. They were hammed back every single drive start. And it just made it tough. And you could see that Josh Young began to press a little bit, even in that football game. And then there were some moments where it kind of opened up before the half and then some other times where he was just kind of chucking the ball around feeling a little more natural, but 
yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. It's probably going to be a close game. This probably won't be a two point digit victory either way is my guess. It's so true. When we look at the bills, when we look at Josh, he's mm. successful when he's got solid protection, right? When he can go for those intermediate throws, it's very difficult for him to do that when we're not getting the protection. I like that you bring up Cole Beasley because it's true. When we look at last season, so much of Josh's success came with Beasley, right? Look at these one, two yard plays and boom, you, you convert on a third and two or a third and three. Those are huge plays. And it's almost that comfort for Josh where he hasn't necessarily had it consistently this year, the way he had throughout last season, which obviously put him in that MVP conversation. We're seeing these ups and downs with Josh. I mean, I think the Colts are going to be a real challenge just because this is a really good team that we're going up against, a really good defense. And I'm very curious to see how Josh responds because last season when he was in these situations, he responded really, really well. Mm -hmm. But this season, we haven't seen that. Like you said, Joe, he's really wanted to push the ball down the field. And in some cases, he's maybe forced some plays that he didn't necessarily want to force. And I can compare him to Patrick Mahomes in part of this season where he's made a lot of plays where he's forced it. And those easy plays are looking a little too difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really comes down to the offensive line. I think that if our offensive line can really at least give Josh some time to look down the field, Ideally, that's going to allow us, and that's going to be the difference between us winning and losing this game because both of you guys have said it. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a bloodbath, and it's probably going to come down to a couple of those plays where Mm. if Josh slips on a fourth and inches, that could be the difference. So I think that that's what we're going to look at in this game. I want to ask you both here, does the weather have anything to do with this? Because the Colts are are a dome team. Do we think we have more of an advantage because it's outside? Does it matter? I mean, Wentz obviously played for the Eagles, so he's kind of used to it. Is there any storyline there? Bill and Jake, I, I don't believe so. I mean, when you when you look at games, like they are coming into our house, so they're going to practice outside. Just because they play in a, in a dome doesn't mean they practice in a dome, right? They're practicing outside. They're getting used to the elements, and they're going to be ready for this game. But where, we, where I see our advantage is we're at home. I believe we play well at home. I think our fans definitely feed into the energy of the team. Um, so I do not believe that the the weather will be a factor. But as far as like what we need to do with the weather, we need to find a way to establish the run, like we said. But the way to do that is we have to institute that extra alignment. We did it a few times yesterday trying to establish the run. We need to get... Bates back in there a little bit more at the tight end position. Let the Colts know, like, hey, we're coming. You have to try to stop us. And once we get that established, that's that's what gets teams on their heels against the Bills. Once we can get three, four yards a pop and get some 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 of that extra blocking back, especially with Dawson Knox being back as well, that also helped. I think we could we will definitely be able to open up our offense against them. But we have to get back to the extra line. I need to see a little bit more of that this weekend. What do you think, Joe? So, yeah, I'm right there with you. So this is not going to be one of those games where the weather is a factor. I'm a big proponent of not building a dome, and Corbin can speak to this. You know, when you live in it, when you live in Buffalo and you are here when it's 30 degrees 
even 35 or 25 degrees and you're walking to your car, walking to the store, you know, I'm wearing a hoodie. Like when it's 20 degrees, 25 degrees outside, I wear a hoodie. I don't put on a parka or anything like that. And when Southern teams come here, it matters when they get, it's, it's the old, it's, it's the cool runnings movie when they get to Calgary and they step out of the airport and, and they're like, what is going like? And then they go back into the airport after that. Like it matters. This game for the Colts is not going to matter for two reasons. Number one, it's cold in Indianapolis. It's not super warm there right now. They are going to play outside. And Oh, by the way, if I have to remind anybody, Carson Wentz is the quarterback that beat us in the hurricane here in Buffalo. When the Eagles came here, I was at that game and they asked Josh Allen to throw the ball 46 times or something like that, 45 times and 55 mile an hour wins. So it's not going to bother him either. So the weather will not be a factor. Yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things you always wonder, is it going to make an impact in this particular game? Unfortunately, it won't. I mean, hopefully we don't see snow or anything crazy because as we know, the Bills are now a pass-first team. They don't have much of a run game. We don't want to be relying on Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, although I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Allen scamper for 20, 30 yards down the field and maybe hurdle a couple guys. I wouldn't mind. I don't know where that fear comes from. The Bills were an outdoor team when Jim Kelly and the K-Gun was in the city. Like, I don't I don't know where the, I mean, we've watched Aaron Rodgers throw the ball all over the football. We watched Tom throw the football over the field. We watched Tom Brady throw the football over the field, outdoor stadiums. Like, it's funny that now that we have Josh Allen, everybody's like, give him a dome. He's got to have a dome. I don't think so. Let's, let's, I, I got to sit in it. I hate it, but it's going to be 45 this weekend. It's not going to be super, super bad and cloudy. There's no call for snow. I think it's going to be 50 on Wednesday. So it's uh, the weather's, it's going to be summertime here in Buffalo. And it takes away the <laughs> atmosphere. Like I, I'm in Toronto. I don't get to come to a lot of Bills games. I try to come to at least one or two a year. Yeah. There's something about the open air. It's, it's fun. The game is fun. The atmosphere is better. I've been to dome stadiums. Yeah, it yeah. looks nice, but it's not fun. So, right, right. It's not just about the players. Yeah, sure. Would a dome be better for a passing quarterback? Potentially, but it takes away a huge aspect of the game. So I personally, I love open stadiums. I think they're sticking with one. If they are building a new stadium, when it's built, we'll have to see when that happens. But Corbin, any other takes here on what we need to look forward to in this game? Anything specific? Any crazy wacko predictions, hot takes? Well, we need, well, I don't have any, any hot takes, but I, here, here's what we need to do to win. We need Brian Dable to, to continue to be creative. We need him to continue, like he did yesterday, to find matchups that we can capitalize on. If you look at the play that Stefan Diggs caught the touchdown, the first one he caught, it was a penalty. And they're like, hmm, we, they have the same backup guy on him. Let's just throw it again and bam touchdown that's the kind of coaching that we need to win like once we find a matchup whether it be the three technique can't hold up against a double team in the run game the nickel can't cover the slot those are the those are the type of matchups that we need brian david and josh allen to see so that so we can be successful obviously the offensive line needs to firm up they need to be able to protect josh mm -hmm. keep him off the ground and keep him clean and we need our defense while wow, our defense has been playing incredible number one defense in the league they just have to stay consistent. I, I don't have a critique for this defense. Joe, you say they need to get sacks. I think they're getting enough pressure. I think they're getting enough hits. They're affecting the quarterback. It's not being put together in the stat sheet, per se, as far as sacks. Right. But as a former defensive lineman, when you hit the quarterback and you touch him and you breathe on him, that affects them. Yeah. So as long as we continue as a defense to stay consistent 
and Brian Dable stays creative and our offensive line can continue to firm up and keep Josh Allen clean, it should be a great day for the good guys on Sunday. I like it. I, I, I can't follow that up. That was well said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it makes perfect sense. That's what you got to see from this bills team. And really, more than anything else, I want some consistency. Like, yeah. Joe, you've been talking about it. We're confused. We don't know what to expect from this team from week to week. And, yes, yeah. it's kind of been something all over the NFL. We saw what happened at Tampa Bay on Sunday. But the Bills need to get some consistency because we really haven't seen that. They've had a couple surprising losses, a couple games that even games that we won, we didn't necessarily look the way we wanted to. I mm. think this team might still be looking for its identity. I know we're entering another week here. They've gone through a whole slew of weeks here, but there's still time to figure it out before we get to the playoffs. And it should be noted that the New England Patriots are still on our tail. It's unbelievable. I I can't yeah, believe crazy. that they're still hanging around, but you got to go and win these games. Of course, we still have two games against the Patriots, and if we beat them in both those games, we should be fine to lock up this division, but it is pretty crazy that that's still happening. Joe, you got something there. Quick question for Corbin. I asked John, John Corbin, are you familiar with who John Fina is? John Fina was the left tackle for the Bills during the Super Bowl years. I asked John Fina this question a couple of weeks ago, and I want to I want to get your take on it as well. I was like, I understand and get and know that, you know, NFL teams can't continue to win or can't like, you know, we, we can't go into every year being the same team. We have to organically grow and we have to change and we're not going to run the same place we ran last year. We saw it in 19, 2019, the Bills, Josh Allen was very successful with that, like that short out and, and like, underrun or cut uh, with Cole Beasley he's that he scored on against the Cowboys he ran that thing successfully like four or five six times there's a lot of pass plays from last year that John Brown ran that we haven't seen necessarily this year um, this is where I'm going with this clearly whatever the identity is that they're trying to be this year hasn't been super successful they've been short it's week 10 like it's week 10 and this was probably the first this was probably the best offensive game they've had as far as flow continuity like the game plan made sense this was the question to John is there ever a point where the coaches sit in the locker room and go, you know what we did last year worked? Do we go back to it? There, there is a time. And I, I do believe, especially like during my career, when you go through a phase where you're, you're losing and, and like maybe your guys are losing a, a little bit of confidence. So, for example, when Rex Ryan was here, we had about a, a playbook of however many plays and guys were like, man, we like we have too many plays in. Mm. And Rex was smart enough to say, hey, Let's condense this thing down. So we went into games with about with about 20 plays and we just started wrecking shop against people. So yeah, there, 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 there is a time where you kind of have to take a step back and say, oh man, we're like we may be doing too much. Or or hmm, let's go back to last year's film against the Colts and see what worked. And let's see if it works again. Because the Colts are, they have the same defensive coordinator last year. They're definitely mm -hmm. they're definitely watching the tape from last year. I can guarantee it. And they're looking at things that worked and they're looking at things that didn't work. So I would say in the first 15, which is a, like every, every offense comes out and they have their first 15 scripted plays. It is what it is. They write the plays down and they run them and they see, and they see if they work. So I would, I would, if you want to go back and look at that game, I can almost guarantee you that Brian Dable is going to look at some of those plays from last year's game and say, let's see if they can stop them. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, John was similar. He, he said he didn't, he said he wasn't sure, but he said there probably is a point where, you know, you do, uh, you know, for the Bills when he was playing, it was a little different because like major differences were like Kelly retired, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's like, well, we can't really go back to last year because <laughs> the guy's <Right>. gone. <laughs> 
but no, that's yeah. That was just a, a curiosity, just from a fan standpoint that I had. Is, it, is there ever a point where you look your partner in the eye and you're just like, this isn't working? Like they're not getting it. So let's just, you know, that that other stuff works. Let's do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. good, but good answer. Anyway, Joe, the good coaches do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's never wrong to go back in time and take something that worked. And this offense is very similar to what it was last year. They have a lot of the same personnel. They got Josh Allen still. So, of course, all those things that they asked him to do, there's no question he can do this season. And it's going to be interesting to see if they do revert to some of those plays that they were doing. We really haven't seen that from Cole Beasley. Now, some of it, he has been injured, been going through his rib injury. But there definitely is some of that. Or even Gabriel Davis. Again, I brought him up. Obviously, he had a great game this past week. But we haven't seen a lot of red zone targets for Gabe Davis, and I'm still waiting to see those targets start to come up. Maybe it's only going to show up in the playoffs because that's really when he dominated. But we'll we'll see if if uh, things change over the next few weeks. The Bills do have that one extra week this season to sort of tighten it up if they're going to the playoffs. But we'll have to see. Anyhow, Joe, thank you so much for coming on always a pleasure to have you on you got so many great questions and got that awesome voice the voice um so thank you so much and corbin pleasure. we'll be back next week thank you go bills go bills